It is 11.07. Now the man behind Knife Capital, and he's got a couple of very interesting people who have helped him co-found and run this, of course. There's Andrew Beaumont, and there's a whole host of people. But, yeah, Kit van Sel, always good to have you on the show. Thanks, Dino. Yeah, always keen to chat entrepreneurship and how do we uh, build this ecosystem together. Yeah, but Bono Mahali is saying we sit on some of the most amazing resources um, obviously, the problem happens to be our politicians. I won't ask you to comment on that, but um, that, that seems to be his thoughts. I tend to agree with him. But you guys have found a way of taking the talent, taking the skills, and amplifying that. And you've done so successfully, not just as Knife Capital, which is a VC, but also as, as Grindstone, which is your accelerator. Let's just talk about the two and differentiate them and how they're interoperable as well. Okay, yeah, it's, it's actually an interesting story. Um, so as a as a venture capital fund, um, you you obviously invest in entrepreneurs and mm. and help them grow. You yeah. know? So you you basically exchange growth capital for a bit of equity, meaning you you become a co-owner of that business, and then as a partner, you use that funding to you know, sit on the board and be a value-adding partner and 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 grow the business towards a realization strategy or dividends or or international expansion or whatever the case may be. But um, as you can imagine, we get a lot of requests for for funding, and, can, and 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 our mandate is very specific. You know, as Knife Capital, we invest in high growth businesses with intellectual property that's protectable, so they have to sort of have a, a moat around them. If some other entrepreneur thinks about the same idea tomorrow morning, why will why will they become uh, uh, successful and, and not not the competition? How do we how do we grow that internationally and so forth? So it's a very specific market, but because we have you know, so many funding requests and that. We, we, we had a, a brainstorm and a strat session in 2013 up on the West Coast and say, what is investment? You know, is it only the companies that we, are we sitting in our ivory tower and, and playing sort of proverbial dragon's den and rejecting this one and then backing that one? And we, we really only do one investment every quarter or so. Or do we also invest, go down the value chain, invest time as well as money, but, but mainly time behind the entrepreneurs that are on the journey towards uh, being more fundable, you know, so yes. that's where Grindstone, Grindstone was conceived. And we basically started a program where we, where, we, where we sort of said, how do we engineer entrepreneurial growth by helping these businesses to become more sustainable or fundable, obviously for the not so secret agenda for us to fund them. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but it's not actually about that. I mean, Grindstone is a very collaborative program. We've got, we work very well with other VCs and many other funders. We've, we've actually have exited businesses straight out of Grindstone. So this, we'll talk about the success stories now, but that's the, the spirit of it all, to say, okay, let's take 10 businesses every year, or that's where we started, and, and just, you know, and we select them now from a, from a, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, a big cohort. I mean, we get about mm. 400, 400 applications for those 10 positions, and then... Gee. Let's let's get the the resources behind that business. We partnered um, with you know more, more recently with Deloitte Digital and Weber Wenzel and the SASME fund came on board and, and gave us, us also more resources to scale that program. But anyway, the idea behind it is look at the company's marketing strategy. Get the best marketing brains on board and and and, and work with those ten businesses. Get get you know the lawyers involved and help them structure their. Their, their, their documents and their um, employment agreements and the, and the stuff that investors look for when you want an investment ready business you know then mm -hmm. look at the look at the market access how do we actually 
connect them to the bidvests of the world and if that is a potential client, you know, build that partner mm-hmm. universe to say, okay, startup, who should you do be, be doing business with? And then because of our network base and, you know, from personal experience, I would unashamedly phone you up, Kino, and said, can you connect me to X, Y, and Z because yep. I want Cricket or Data Profit or Pharma Scout, mm. which is now obviously my companies, to actually do business with yep. Discovery or whatever it is. And, and then we use that that position to help these businesses grow. And so, as, as you said in your intro, help these companies, bring them clients. Don't, don't necessarily bring them money. Yep. But if you do that at scale, then, then these businesses start hitting a nerve and then they need mm. growth funding for opportunities and that's where mm. it becomes a de-risked and all the rest of it. So that's exactly. sort of the theory behind it is to say, let's not sit and create a pitching school where people sit on stage and create entertainment <laughs> for all of us to, to have a beer and a pizza and, and, a, and a networking session. There's too much let's, of that. There's too much of that happening, yeah. Let's, there's too much of that. Let's just create, think about it as a personal trainer from, exactly. from someone who, you know, companies can do it themselves or... Mm. They can get some of the experts to say, look, tweak this and this and this, and you suddenly become more valuable and, and all that. There's a flaw in our, in our, in our reasoning, though, or, or mm. to the untrained eye. So people look at us to say to us, okay, let me get this right, Knife Capital. You partner with businesses, throw a lot of resources at them, make them more valuable, and then you invest in them when they're more valuable. That's a bit of a stupid strategy. You should actually <laughs> rather, <laughs> rather peg the price or whatever. And our um, counter-argument to that is, you know, this is all about risk management. I would rather exactly. pay more to get into a de-risked business, even if we are the ones to have de-risked them. How many of you are actually? How many of you are accountants? <laughs> well, <laughs> this, no, no, just me and just me and Evan. But I've left banking, banking and accounting uh, uh, yeah. long away. Yeah. No, we've got uh, we've got uh, Andrea. We've got strategists, marketers, marketers. Yeah. We've got lawyers. We've got all sorts of interesting people, but most of us, people also forget, you know, Knife Capital was also just two people in a dream at some stage. This is yes. also a business. It's not like we walked out with, exactly. you know, like, so we, we, we built it over the last 11 years. So, so, so we are, we are part of the dark side of entrepreneurship, but anyway, so, so this is more, more mm. philosophical, I guess, but, yeah. but that is the concept behind what South Africa needs more of is, is, is actually, I mean, you know, that how, 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 how passionate I get when, yes, South African corporates, corporates don't use South African SMEs for their solutions oh, under word. their nose. Absolutely. And, and, you know, these startups are just crying out saying, listen, just, 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 I don't need a grant. I don't need this. What I need is a client. Buy your stuff from me. And we facilitate that yeah. process. And I must say, just in, 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 in sort of conclusion to the first sort of part of the conversation is, you know, Keto Gordon, which you've also interviewed and chatted to, and mm. when they set up this SASME fund, they went to the corporates like, Bidvest and First Rand and Capitech and Discovery, and they put money together, which then was pooled and then put behind, you know, programs like Grindstone, the University Technology Fund, some of the some of the best VCs, and they cultivated some female founders, female founded VC funds and black owned VC funds and, and all that. So that's more of that is also needed. But mm. through that, we've now scaled Grindstone to actually take. 20 companies a year. So we take 10 in Joburg, 10 in Cape Town, mm. um, and we've got resources behind it, a whole team looking after that. So it, it is also actually becoming a legitimate little business with many success stories and actually, interestingly, mm. unintended success stories. So what, we've, what I've learned 
and maybe it was obvious in the beginning, mm. but uh, you have to sometimes get off your high horse as, a, as an investor, is that whenever we look at a, 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 a startup that's going to be successful, yeah. I'm actually looking at my future boss or my future investor, because mm. what happens is these businesses eventually get sold to Garmin or Uber Eats or you know, some like of these Kubu things. Did, right? yeah. Like, yeah, and then, and then those guys are suddenly quite quite wealthy from a from a from a um, balance sheet perspective, and um, and they become angel investors and invest back into the the VC funds and stuff that mm. help them get there. So actually, interestingly, a number of our angel investors and investors in our Section 12J fund, which is sort of a tax break fund, are actually entrepreneurs which we've helped along the way, whether we invested in them or not, to to mm. get there. You know, and and there is a bit of a Spirit of paying it forward, so it actually changed our investment, um, it, like philosophy, on how we actually look um, across the room at a, at a startup and who's actually mm. the boss here or the future boss. You know, so because people do get a bit of a high horse complex about, well, because I've got the check and I'm the I'm, I'm the investor, yeah. you, you you need to bow down to my terms. You know, it's actually a little bit the other way around. Have you ever said no to someone and you absolutely kicked your butt afterwards? I have absolutely. There's a there's a there's a there's a few few examples, and no mm. self-respecting VC would would say that. Hang on, you know, this uh, this 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 would not. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I'll, I'll tell you over a proverbial glass of wine or beer or some of the, the actual names. I wouldn't want to yeah, sure, fair embarrass, embarrass the startups by by, by sort of uh, washing their dirty laundry. But yes, we get it wrong all the time, mm. um, and sometimes we slip and no. I mean, last week. Um, Bob Skinstad and I, who's a, who's a, who's a, you know, one of our partners, and, and, and our other partners had sort of a, like, like we've got a philosophy of, of, of like all thumbs up. We all, there's five of us, and each of us have to say yes, because you never want here to vote yes, and this one to vote no, and then a year or two from now, that business doesn't work out, and then there's a, I told you scenario. Yeah, that, was, that, that was your deal and all the rest of it. But there's... You know, sometimes within the within the team, a bit of a philosophy of like this this valuation can be justified. Others said, look, this is this is too expensive, and let's just reject this deal. But you know, deep inside, you shouldn't. Yeah, and there's definitely been entrepreneurs. I love I love it by the way when an entrepreneur phones us. Um, we are the first ones to congratulate them if if we've rejected them mm. and say, listen, I told you so, and um, and and now look what I've done. You know, there's some some really fantastic examples of those entrepreneurs. We have a we have a champagne and a laugh about it. But yeah, it's unfortunately you get it right and we get it wrong, mm. and it's all based on probability of future assumptions. And that Excel spreadsheet never works out like we think it will be in the due diligence. And yep. um, it depends. Sometimes they overshoot the mark and and we we get it wrong. But luckily, we get it. Uh, we, we we nice capital. Luckily, has got it more more right. Than Absolutely. Grind, Grindstone is a little bit different because there we focus on. On, on really look like getting in the trenches and, and helping the entrepreneurs build that 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 their own strategies, you know, their marketing strategy, their financial model, their understanding the valuation, and we go mm. through a whole system. And uh, you know, there's it's, it's not about getting it right or wrong. We then invest in some of those businesses, and also we've we've recently launched a um, Grindstone Ventures, which is a, a sort of a seed fund which we've linked onto our accelerator. Yeah. Where, where every company joining Grindstone now gets a shareholding in that um, fund. So we're actually training our, oh, okay. our, our SMEs to be, well, good, good high-growth businesses, 
but but actually they're also investors mm. from day one. So we, we sort of say, look, we know you're going to be successful. You might as well learn how to be an angel investor and come alongside Knife and invest in a small small capacity and also create a, a reason to care about the cohort and the alumni because you know you, the people cross refer clients etc cetera, etc cetera, because you sure. know the better the other guy does the better you do now kit I'm, I'm, i hope you have a little bit of time right because i want to talk about some of the success stories and i think what we need to do is encourage people out there as well um but i'm going to do something i've never done before i'm going to talk about your cv kit um, hey, I, I, luckily, I do have some uh, some of these things backing backing up my uh, okay. academic pieces career, of paper. But, uh, then, do you? Okay. The, yeah. The other good thing is, the misrepresentations aside, entrepreneurship does not require any formal education. Yeah. You could just uh, you just need some chutzpah and execution ability and a, and a and an idea that can scale. Absolutely. So we are chatting to Kit Van Sale, one of the co-founders of Knife Capital. Um, they also run, it's called Gr- Brumst- uh, Brumstone. Ooh, you know. um, did you guys buy Brumstone Investments? Not yet. Um, not, yet. <laughs> not, 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 not scalable enough for our uh, early stage lighting. No, no, we, we, we're, more, we're more into the grindstone uh, yes. uh, element. Yes. Uh, no, uh, I just want to tell people. I just want to tell people. Sorry, Kit, that they can go to Grindstone XL, right? Like extra large. Um, so GrindstoneXL.com is is where you can go. Um, sorry, I broke your word there. Apologies for that. No worries. I was just saying yes. I mean, just uh, picking up on our earlier conversation and hmm. um, just 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 saying we are. Very excited with um, some of the, the, the cohort companies that are coming out of this last cohort. We had a lot of fun in, in Grindstone 6 and 7 and, um, and, and really made some, some amazing friends for life and, and helping these companies. One or two of them are already exiting. One or two of them are getting investments. So I can't reveal too much. But the exciting thing is we are launching the um, application process for Grindstone 8 and 9. So 10 companies in Joburg, 10 companies in Cape Town. And um, and yeah, so we just if we can replicate what we've done in the last seven cohorts, and continue with uh, with the partners we have in mm. the SME fund and Google for startups and Deloitte and ThinkRoom and Knife and Weber Wenzel, all of them, we're gonna do amazing stuff. So people must apply. It's basically a call to action. And and we obviously dig deep into our entrepreneurial network as well as our angel investors that invest alongside us to 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 to, to unearth the best companies, but. Oh, basically any South African company with uh, dynamic people that want to actually work a bit on their business and not in their business for while they're growing it and uh, us helping them with finding clients and combining all the knowledge and networks and funding them, this is a, a, a thing for you. And, and just to say, very collaborative with other VCs and other programs and all the rest of it. So. It is an amazing space. There's a lot happening in entrepreneurship in South Africa at the moment, and it's a lot to be proud of and many success stories in the making. And I think the next three years in, the, in, the, in this particular high-growth entrepreneurship space are going to bring in lots of excitement. Lots of funders are coming together. New funds are yeah. launching. There's exciting times. By the way, I, I will, personally, I'm, I'm busy launching a startup uh, right in the in the tourism space. We won't go into mm-hmm. that right now. I don't want to use the platform. But um, one looks for a payment gateway, and there's no doubt you're going to tell me to use PayFast, right? Well, yes. PayFast <laughs> was one of our grindstone, grindstone businesses. A fantastic exit that Jonathan and the, and the team had to DPO. Yeah. Uh, across Africa, one of the biggest pay- payment gateways there. And, um, and, a gra- and, and again, just a, a fanta- fantastic team. You know, we have obviously our investment in, in, in Quicket, which is a ticketing business which uses them. Mm. So, like, it's, a, it's, I mean, Will Green, our program director, always says it takes an ecosystem to raise a startup. And 
all of us have a role to play. You know, the people with a voice like yourselves, the VCs, mm. the entrepreneurs, the gov- government, unfortunately, a bit slow to the party, but they have a, a role to play. Uh, the, the academic institutions. So, yeah, I just think, think thanks to everyone that, out there that is actually building this ecosystem over the last 10 years. It's mm. come in leaps and bounds, and, and it is now, now is the time. So I see you guys have also um, invested in media companies. There's Kuchler Media, there's Iona.fm. Um, yeah. Regan's going to be, very, very, you know, he's going to give us his cell rapping with us. Uh, not rapping. Um, I'm sure he can rap, but we won't ask him to. He'll wrap up with us. Uh, I, can and, I can try and rap the, <laughs> the pitch, but I've got other talents. <laughs> okay, now let's talk about your, your, your media investments here. So there's, uh, is okay. it Kuchler Media and Iona.fm? Yeah, I think just uh, people must remember that when you look at innovation and scale mm. and, and all that, it doesn't always have to be fintech and insurance ah. tech and, and, and ed tech and stuff. Those, those mm. are definitely the, the more, I, I guess, topical, but, but what content is what we are very interested in. And, and I think the, the trend that we spotted even before the COVID and stuff hit the world is, is the fact that, you know, media has been consumed like like this conversation if you mm. look at where, what's what's happening with um with all the you know all the new platforms podcast publishing and stuff mm. so in that you know we've, we've yeah we've we've Kuchle media is, a, is basically a content producer a content business that we partnered with in grindstone one already that was in 2013 14 mm. iono is sort of pop car, pop publishing radio streaming and, and audio advertising that really look at how to crop that and make it accessible for podcast listening later and and then you know even companies like Impool, which is a digital media agency that has uh, sort of the hubspot partnerships and all that nona creative and then you mentioned sea monster with glenn and the guys doing fantastic yeah. work once again creating creating content and and and, and interesting content animation it's, it, and you can you can that content is not only just for entertainment it also can then dovetail into education and, and, and all those type of things. So, so I don't want to make it the answer too complex, but yes, I think what we're looking at is, is what is the world consuming and what is the, what, where are the future trends? And then we try and partner with businesses that can, can feed into that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the, I guess, the, the, the reason why venture capital sort of works because okay. you can, it's not only company by company, it's also looking at cohort by cohort and how do we help the businesses do business with each other what's the most important knowledge networks or finance funding is definitely the the, the least important um i think if you the, the most important is is the knowledge the craftsman the knowledge of how to do it in execution abilities you know i think the 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 concept of starting your own business is daunting but but you can't start an average or below average business, then you must rather not. Then you must rather stick with the salary slip. But if you're going to start a great business, if you're an awesome craftsman or, or woman, and um, so that knowledge of how to do it is, is the most important. Mm. But the way to scale it is to not do it alone, is to, is to basically put yourself out there, partner with people, because that broader network effect mm. um, of people with a reason to care, wanting you to succeed, yep. will bring clients. If you've got enough clients, you sometimes don't actually even need the funding because you are revenue funded or client funded exactly. or, or whatever the case may be. Funding you should only really go for if there's now really a window of opportunity that's going to take too long to, to bootstrap into. You know, you might have to just throw resources at the problem, get ahead of the marketing game, ahead of competition, and yeah, and then you partner with people like us. But but again, you know, mm. in that order, 
<laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Captain Sale, you guys do phenomenal work. I'm encouraging people. I would imagine that application process for Grindstone would be on grindstonexl.com, right? Yes, uh, exactly. People can just go there or follow, follow us on Twitter at grindstonexl mm. um, and, and, or just look for Knife Capital and the content we put out there. But, but basically, yes, apply, chat to us, chat to other cohort people that's been in, through it all, do your homework, but come and, 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 and have fun, work on the business, and let's grow it together. But, yes, it starts with an application and a conversation, and, um, and ultimately it needs to be a good match. You know, we want, we want people to, to, to not, not feel this is a sort of one-sided partnership, and then the whole brand works and everyone wins. Love it. Kit Van Sel, thank you very much for that. Thanks, Kino. Mm, there we go, Kit Van Sel from Knife Capital. It's 22 minutes to 12. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to try and follow up on this Bongo Nkosi story. Um, I'll replay what Helen Zilla had to say. I'm just going to replay. If you missed that interview earlier, I'm going to replay that interview. I'm going to ask Joe to cut that for us. And then just to get your thoughts on that. Um, you know, how, how important is credibility? Now, I don't know all the facts to this particular story. I know that um, You've got the Daily Maverick that says that, and they've run a report, and there's no reason to not not believe it. I mean, Rebecca Davis, etc. I mean, these are these are phenomenal journalists. Um, they've they've done their research, and they say um, while he there's been many claims that Bongo Corsi has a BCom, um, he it's found that he actually didn't. Um, Helen Zilla joined us and essentially said she believes that he or believed that he had a BCom because that was what was that was what's on his CV. So when we talk about the people you vote for eventually, right? What is it that counts when you make that mark? I'm just as an ordinary voter. What do you? I mean, is it is it whether they're wearing blue? Or whether they're wearing, um, you know, black, yellow, and green. Um, what exactly counts as far as you are concerned? This is today. I'm Kino Cummings.